There are many occasions in life that draw people together. But none affect us more than the coming together in mourning to share our tears. We have come to share today with the Robinson family and the lost brother Sammy Robinson. We have come to weep with them and to rejoice in our Lord. Together we, we wander in anguish, asking God for a deeper understanding, for forgiveness. We're asking our mutual Father for His help. We ask God today to comfort this beautiful family who've come to us today, and friends, and the church, to comfort us in a way that only God can. To help us through this profoundly painful and vexing moment. The family and I thank you for taking the time today to be here. To share, to comfort to encourage and to commemorate the life of our dear brother, Brother Sammy Robinson. Let's go to God, please, in a word of prayer. Our righteous Heavenly Father, we, we come to you today asking, asking for your help. For you are the only one who understands the depths of sorrow and the pain. We're reminded of the words of Jesus who not only came to this earth to show us your love, but he came, Lord God, to understand in a deeper way our sorrow. From his teaching, O God, we know that you are moved by our needs. We pray for your strength here in our weakness, the weakness of this great family. And Lord God, as, as we're down, we're praying that you will lift us up. At this time, we're gathered together in memory of Brother Sammy Robinson. We pray, Lord God, for your blessed hands of, of comfort upon all, granting to each one a heart of acceptance knowing, Lord God, that you hold the keys of life and death. And we thank you for your promise of eternal life. We thank you for giving us hope and security. We thank you for the assurance and confidence that we can have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we ask, Lord God, that you will bless us to be, to be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in your work. Knowing, O oh God, as your word has said, that our toil is not in vain. These things we ask and pray and thank you for. In that wonderful name of Jesus Christ, to be thy will. Amen. At this moment, we're going to follow the order of service. Thank you again for being here today.
you'd like to follow along in your songbooks, will be number 394, 394, for some who may have a difficult time seeing that projector. We have it. Let us sing. What a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arm. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms. You know I'm leaning. I'm leaning on Jesus, safe and secure from all alarm. I'm leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, leaning on the everlasting arms. What hell sweet to walk in this pilgrim away, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. You know I'm leaning on Jesus, I'm leaning on Jesus, safe and secure from all along. You know I'm leaning on Jesus, I'm leaning on Jesus, leaning on the everlasting arms. For the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hand, my name is on his heart I know that while in heaven he stands no tongue can beat me then depart no tongue can beat me then depart when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of my guilt within upward i look and see him there who made an end to all my sin because the sinless savior died my sinful soul is counted
two songs are actually in, uh, are not in your songbook, so I have to, we'll have to look on the, uh, the projector for them. That's why I love him so. If we have it, let's sing. The pathway of sin, so long I have trusted. Jesus came from above, from realms above. He spoke peace to me. Oh, glory to God, what mercy, what wondrous love, what wondrous love. Oh, glory to God, He's holding my hand. He safely will guide, I know. He lifted me up and caused me to stand, oh. That's why I love him so, I love him so. Though friends in this land may turn me away, yet Christ will my prayers attend. I'm glad in my heart that now I can say that Jesus is my best friend. He's my best friend. Oh, glory to God, He's holding my hand. He safely will guide, I know. He lifted me up and caused me to stand. Oh, that's why I love Him, so I love Him so. I'm happy today while going along. The Savior is kind and true. He lifted me up and gave me a song. I sing it the whole day through, the whole day through. Oh, glory to God, He's holding my hand. He safely will guide, I know. He lifted me up and caused me to stand, oh, that's why I love him so, I love him so. Amen. Once again, if you're following along, number 345, 345, it is well with my soul. If we have it, let us sing. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast It is well, it is well. 
my soul, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the Number 226, how great thou art, if we have it, let us sing. shall fill my heart. 
then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God how great thou art then sings my soul my Savior God to thee how Father, we assemble at this time with great mixed emotions. We celebrate a life well lived, someone who was an example, someone who was caring, someone who was a leader in his home and the church and the community and the military. But yet, Father, we express our humanity because of our sadness at this time knowing that he will not be with us on this earth anymore. But still we rejoice that he has achieved the, the ultimate reward that you have promised us. Father, may we each take to heart the guidance that you have provided in your holy word and remember the great reward that is promised to us if we will but serve and love you as you have asked. When our lives are over, Father, may each one of us hear those words of a life well lived. And Father, we thank you for Brother Sammy. We thank you for his family that that upheld him through the years and supported him and loved him, even as we all did. Father, help us to remember that we're saying so long but not goodbye. In Jesus' name, amen.
please allow me for just a moment to uh, apologize on behalf of the family. Um, there, there are some uh, rules and regulations with Elmendorf that will cause them to have to leave uh, really quickly after the service. And so if you will please uh, excuse them and know that uh, they're only leaving because they have to, not that they don't love you and appreciate your attendance today. We are able to sing these songs with joy in our hearts because it's true in regards to our brother Samuel. And though we're standing here today in the face of death, there's one thing that never changes. And that is, the Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. God wants his children to come home, to be with him. I'm mindful of a song, uh, The Last Mile of the Way. And it reminds me of Brother Sammy. And some of the lyrics go, If I walk in the pathway of duty, if I work till the close of the day, I shall see the great king in all his beauty when I've gone the last mile of the way. When I've gone the last mile of the way, I shall rest at the close of day. For I know there are joys awaiting when I've gone the last mile of the way. Brother Robinson's death has visited us, but today his death causes us to mingle our sorrow with the reaction of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving because of the life that Brother Sammy lived. Thanksgiving because of this day. His pain and his suffering are over. Thanksgiving because he was and is a child of God. For God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God's people know this. Our brother is alive. Thanksgiving that God and his mercy allowed a peaceful end. However, our thanksgiving does not veil our mourning. For indeed, the rending of our hearts at the loss, love, and memory of Brother Robinson is strong. We know the death of God's faithful child as a transition from a world of pain, agony, and suffering to a spiritual world of glory. For we know that Jesus died on the cross to grant victory to those who have been united with him in his death. The Bible says in a few verses here, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's, Romans 14. If one lives for God, indeed, his day of his death will be greater than the day of his birth. His death ends nothing, but it is the beginning of the greatest adventure of all, a return to our great God. It begins a life which has no end. It is a life in which there are no agonies or sufferings. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labor. How can anyone say, 
blessed on a day like today. Blessed because our brother has exchanged worlds. He has transitioned from the temporal to the eternal. From darkness to light. From imperfection to the perfect. The death of God's saint is a release. It is a release from all toil. No more fighting against temptation. No more fighting against sin and the struggles of life. It is an exchange of worlds and a victory over our enemy, Satan. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as the flowers of the field, so he flourishes. And when the wind is passed over, it is no more, and its place acknowledges it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, to those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts to do them. The old body of this life is like sowing a seed into the ground, which springs forth into a beautiful flower in its season. The body is sown a perishable body, but it is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, 
Then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sister Charlie May, God bless you and your family. 61 years of marriage. Can you imagine if you were on the news today and you said they stayed together in love for 61 years? They would think there was some kind of problem in the broadcasting. They'd say something was wrong. He didn't mean 61. They've shown us and demonstrated to us what true love is all about. Our brother and sister have blessed this congregation and the whole world. And we praise God for you and for our dear brother Sammy. I'm told so many things about Brother Sammy, but I only have just a few moments left. But he was a true man of God. A man who was concerned about everyone. Not only their their personal experiences of life, but also their spiritual experiences of life. A man who ministered as an elder. A man who ministered as a child of God. A man who ministered in spreading the gospel to the lost and even to the saved. A man who visited uh, facilities of those who were elderly and in need of help. Who visited and began prison ministries. A man of God who taught numerous Bible studies in his home and outside. A man of God who knew that he belonged to the Lord. And that the Lord was his shepherd. I leave you with this. The Lord is Brother Sammy's shepherd. And he's not wanting. And God has made Brother Sammy to lie down in green pastures. He's led him beside quiet waters. And he's restored his soul. Our brother has gone home to glory. God bless each and every one of you. And thank you for coming today. I want to thank you for coming. Um, I'm reminded of uh, several funny things my father, those who know him, knew how serious he was. If you uh, got in trouble, you really knew how serious he was. And um, I probably got in trouble most, probably. I don't know why. But um, there's certain stories that he told, he told me several times. And I remember a few of them I want to share with you. I was about four years old, and um, we're coming from Spain, I guess, to uh, St. Petersburg. And uh, we're, we're playing in the yard, and... Uh, I was out there playing, and I remember this, this anaconda was, was there, and it was chasing me, and I, I ran as fast as I could and screamed, and of course my dad, he, he took a pitchfork, and he threw it at it, and, uh, you know, he says, hey, this is the garden snake, and threw it in the road, and laughed, and laughed, and of course I would laugh too, but I was way down the street, and, uh, you know, I, I hate the snakes, oh goodness, but um, that was funny for him. He, he brought that story up to me often. Um, I was uh, about four years old, and we uh, lived in the Fort Walton Beach. 
And uh, first time I recall, I don't remember much, but I remember fishing, or my father was fishing. And he caught a fish, like usual, and um, I'm told. And uh, he gave it to me to, to bring my mother. So uh, not touching a fish before, I, you know, I'm touching it like this because I didn't want to get all nasty. I mean, so I'm, I'm walking back to the, uh, off the dock, and this thing came back alive. And I dropped it and kicked it in the water, and I ran back. And anyway, he laughed and laughed. And uh, to this day, I slayed the fish. I'm, I'm, oh, I slayed him. But it was funny, and he liked that story. Um, the last story I'll tell you is um, I like to play as a kid. And uh, whenever we uh, finished our inside chores, we would uh, go outside to play. And he said, hey, I got a chore for you today, and it's uh, tending the garden. I'm like, tending the garden? He goes, yeah, I want you to de-weed it. And I'm like, de-weed the garden. You know, I was seven, eight, nine. I don't really know what that meant. But he told me, just take the weeds out. And he said, make sure you take them at the root so you won't be coming and doing it again. And I was like, hmm. All I heard was, Finish the weeding, you can go play. So, surely I got out there and I was running through fast as I could to get those weeds out. And he was looking in the window, laughing at me. And uh, I thought he was laughing because I was moving fast. So, of course, I moved faster. And sure enough, I was done and he let me play. So, uh, the following week, he said, Hey, you need to go back out there and get those weeds. And I'm like, What are you talking about? He says, You didn't get them by the root, they're back. And they're back in, by multiple numbers. So, uh, this is the lesson. He took me out there and Show me how to dig them up. And, you know, weeding takes a long time. And I told myself I would never be a gardener. But I'm a gardener today. Anyway. <laughs> you know, that story, he ended that story telling me that, um, like life, you know, we put weeds in our way. All kinds of different things that are in our garden that we don't see the, the prize at the end. He always saw that prize and made sure we saw that prize. And, and so if you haven't put on Christ and you have weeds in your way, there are many of us here who would be happy to talk to you. Um, that's all I wanted to say. But if there's anybody else that wanted to come and say a shoot for words, uh, they have an opportunity to do it now. Thank you. On behalf of the Robinson family, I want to thank you for being here. Um, I could tell a thousand stories about my dad, and every single one we would end up laughing. Because my dad would start laughing, this big belly laugh, and tears would roll down his eyes, and he couldn't breathe. But when I think about my dad, everything he did was of service. Service to the church, service to his mom, to his wife, to his family. And that was passed on to, uh, to the kids. And so my dad believed in service. Uh, he, was a, he was a great man. He was a good dude. And I'm thankful for, uh, I was blessed to be, uh, to have him as my dad. I'll be brief. Uh, I remember when I came here years ago, 20 plus years ago, and coming to this congregation, which is predominantly Caucasian, and to see a black elder in this congregation, I was like, wow. Um, and then to realize that Brother Sam was not a black elder, he was an elder. God first, always. Sister Sammy, always at his side. Raphael, Javier, some of the my best memories about Brother Sam is not about talking to him or the strong handshake he would give me or and remind me of my dad in a way of this 
strong, silent, but deadly type, you know. Being out on the boat with Raphael and Javier, the dad stories they would tell, the remembrance, the excitement, the lessons that they learned from their dad, it affected me, made me think about my dad. And it was like, that's what I remember most, how much they loved Brother Sam, their dad, and seeing him as a solid role model always. And those are some of the things I always remember about him. Couldn't pass up this opportunity to say some good things about my uncle, also about my aunt. You know, growing up, you know, in the South, basically, I didn't really have a dad. He died when I was very young. It was always so good knowing that I had an uncle and an aunt, you know, who was there. Uh, he had a lot of wisdom. He set the pace on a lot of things. I envy a lot of the ways and things that he did. I even followed up myself and went into the military. And he was a good uncle all the way through life. It's always good to know that you can have someone and call when you need to call, you need some good advice. And you can get some good Christian advice because anybody can give you advice. But they give you some good spiritual advice. What thus says the Lord. And it's not always so much about what I say or what you say. But it's what God has to say about it. And he's read, I know, he's read tons and tons of books. Because when I go to the house, I see them everywhere. And I think sometimes he gets so many of them, he just kind of sent them. And I remember even when I was in the military, he would send me stuff when I was in Germany. And uh, and I really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of times you think you know what life's all about. But it's always good when you got someone there to advise you, give you some good hope give you good insight, and best of all, we always did it with a laugh. You know, we'd be talking about whatever we was talking, it could be serious, or it could be joking or whatever. In the end, it was a good laugh. And so what I like most of all about him is, he knew where he came from. And when he left, he knew who he left behind, and he had family there. And he always came back and checked on us. My mom, who was his sister, and his aunt also, and he did all that he could to help out. So a lot of times people leave and go on and do great things. Sometimes they'll tend to forget about where they came from and who they left behind. This was definitely not the case with him. All the things, like I say, was so good. And, and the key thing I like is he was always there when you need him, always there with a smile, and main, most of all, he could tell you what thus says the Lord. Thank you. I, like Sidney Reynolds, came here about 17 years ago and met the Robinson family, and they have just been wonderful to us and our family as well. I didn't know him probably as deep as many of y'all did. I probably learned more about your dad through y'all, some of the story y'all told. But if I had to say anything, I'd say it just in a song. And this is a song I would think 
Brother Robinson had anything to say to you all and, and friends, friends and family, it would be this. I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places that this heart of mine embraces all year through. In that small cafe, the park across the way, the children's carousel, the chestnut tree, a wishing well. I'll be seeing you in every lovely summer's day. In everything that's bright and gay, I'll always think of you that way. I'll find you in the morning sun, and when the night is new, I'll be looking at the moon. But I'll be seeing you I guess when you look at the video and you see the videos that we saw, you see how big my dad was. And uh, as growing up, he was a big man. And you can see how he turned out because there was only one hand rule in that family. And that was him. I'll tell you something that's funny. And my dad used to say this all the time. Uh, when you come into his house, you know, you're wearing a hat. And he'd make you take the hat off. So this is my house. Well, this is probably about three weeks to a month ago. Um, I went over to the house. I was sitting there with him. He was sitting next to me on the couch. My mom had to go run some errands. And uh, I had my hat on, completely oblivious to that. So I'm sitting there, and he's looking at me, and he goes, you going somewhere? I go, no, I'm not going nowhere. Then take your hat off. <laughs> I looked at him, and I go, well, it's going to be that way. Okay, take my hat off. So that's that's my dad, you know. He's... He's a big man, but he was, he was honest, you know, and he'd give you his opinion, you know, and he said, it's up to you what you want to do with it. But, uh, I'm going to miss him. We're all going to miss him. I know he was the biggest part of our lives. And I thank you for being here.
Sam and I went back a long way. Um, back before I had gray hair, he uh, asked me if I would give the, <clears throat> give the lesson at a, at a, uh, a um, nursing home facility. I think it was called Nicoya. And uh, so I told him I would. And so I had, I worked up this lesson. It was all inspiring. And I started out like, have you ever, you know, not really wanted to get up in the morning? And of course, half the people were asleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I know he was snickering. But Sam was, uh, he was always out there to serve him. He uh, was working, had services at nursing homes. He also did extensive work in the prisons, both in teaching and then also being a, a uh, providing a segue for people coming out of prison, going back into the, their normal life. Uh, and one of the things I can say about Sam and the eldership, he was a, well, all the time he was, he is, was exactly what you saw. That was him. And he always would say, everybody has a choice. Remember that? Everybody has a choice to make, either right or wrong. And uh, in, the, in the prisons, that was a, a mainstay because you, you have a choice as whether you would come back here or not. So I, he uh, meant a lot to me. Uh, If there's no one else, I will go ahead and have our closing prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for this joyous occasion that we can fellowship and we can remember Sam. We're thankful, Father, for your your word that gives us meaning and purpose to our lives as your children. Father, we're thankful for the joy and the peace that we have through Christ's shed blood on the cross. We're thankful, Father, that you, through your word, are a God of promises. As your children, we have faith. You will continue to fulfill your promises, and one day we, too, will be home with you. Pray, Father, that you'll be with Charlie May and the family. Strengthen them, comfort them, and comfort us all, Father, as we celebrate Sam's finishing his race home. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.